I think there's a couple things that can happen. One, you're, you think to yourself, wow, this is, I can't believe I made this mistake. I can't believe I made such a simple mistake. Ah, whatever, it's no big deal. That, there's that level of it. But I don't know. I think there's sometimes when I feel, or when I look stupid, I feel stupid. I think I feel shame. Everyone is way better at something than you. Everyone is like way better at something than you, pretty much within reason. But everyone is way worse than you in like a lot of things. And you kind of have to realize that it's human nature to amplify the good to others. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Paul Mary, And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another episode of Next Level University where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. It was episode number 1,320, a simple example of habit stacking. It was honestly like 12 simple examples of habit stacking. Today, for episode number 1,321, 1,321, what does looking stupid mean to you? So, we are recording this on Monday. Yesterday was Sunday. Tara and I have been researching some potential trips. We were looking at Italy, we were looking at Greece, and we somehow landed on Belgium. We said, we're going to go to Belgium because there's chocolate, there's waffles, there's fries. Ooh, I like that. So we sit down and Taryn's like, when should we go? And I was like, well, last year we traveled in August. We should travel in September for kind of a one-year anniversary and her birthday is on the 15th of September. So why don't we do that? We'll make it a, a big celebration. And she's like, all right, cool. What date should we go? And I was like, ah, whatever. September's open. Whatever. Whatever, you know, whatever is going to be the cheapest for flights, whatever works, right? And she's like, all right, what do you think of whatever the days are? I don't know. Uh, the 4th to the 15th. And I was like, perfect. Love that. That's great. I said, "Can I? Am, are you cool with me recording while we're in Belgium? It's six hours ahead or something like that. So I said, you know, we really won't be recording until like four or five in the afternoon anyway. So I'll just stay up late. Alan and I will hammer out some episodes. She's like, oh yeah, that's awesome. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. So we booked the flights. I booked the Airbnb. We're already looking at the stuff to do. It's like, oh, we're going to go to, we're going to go to Paris and we're going to go to London. This is going to be great. And we have this big beanbag chair in our living room and I was laying on it. And I just got that weird moment of like, hmm, I'm missing something. I think I'm missing something here. And then I looked up at Tara and I said, oh, F. And she's like, is everything okay? I was like, the retreat. I think the retreat is on, it's during that time. And she's like, when is it? And I said, I don't know exactly, but I think it's during that time. So then I went and looked, and I believe the retreat is what, the 8th, 9th, and 10th of September? And I was like, oh my goodness, I am an idiot. Oh my God, I can't believe what I've done. I cannot believe what I've done. What does looking stupid mean to you? This is, this is what was going on in my mind. I was like, number one, Alan's going to think I don't care about the business. He's going to think, I don't care about the retreat, and I'm just out here wilding. That's number one. And I was like, number two, Taryn's going to think I'm going to cancel the trip because of the retreat, and obviously the business is very important, and we got to make sure we do the retreat. It's a, we've already sunk $2,000 into this. It's a whole thing. And I'm just laying there, just laying there. And it actually got to the point where I said, I got to send Alan a message. 
Like, I need some certainty. I need certainty here. I need him to know what's going on. I need to know what's going on. What am I going to do? So I sent Alan an audio and I was like, hey, it was like a four minute audio just explaining the situation. And you were like, dude, you're all, it's all good. An extra two weeks. Awesome. Like it'll give us more time. No worries. And I told Taryn, I was like, all right, I got to call the retreat place tomorrow. I'm going to get, I'm going to get it all, you know, figured out. They'll push it back a couple of weeks. Awesome. So they, they took care of that. We're all in the good. But when I feel stupid or when I looking stupid, what does that mean to me? It means that I don't know. It's embarrassing. It's like, it's not a good feeling. It feels, I question myself and then it's like, I'm thinking and overthinking and thinking and overthinking. And I think we've talked about this in the past about my weird fear of doors not opening. And this is what it is. It's there's something about looking stupid. I don't really worry about a lot of levels of judgment, but when it comes to looking stupid, that's something that's always gotten me. And I don't know why, I don't know where that comes from, but I, Tara and I got food yesterday and when I was walking out I dropped one of the bags on the ground and I had that feeling of like oh my god I look so stupid right now and it was that weird feeling that I haven't felt in a minute so I don't know where that comes from but the goal in this episode the point that I wanted to share was when I look stupid the faster I admit it the less it controls me I literally I'm sure I said like I am an idiot I'm sure I said that to you in the audio message I sent I think I was like dude I am Jeff and hard my bad you know, if it's not aligned to move it, let me know. I feel stupid. The sooner I get certainty from other people that I'm not stupid, the better I feel about it. Do and you that think, was my experience. Do you think on some level you're fearful? Well, this is what I would say. I think you're more aware of how much of a cred hit certain things are. Yeah, that's fair. Because you've helped me a lot. Uh, I'll give the listeners a, a perfect example. So, as far as like difficult, challenging, mathematical, long-term equations go, I'm on the higher end of strong in math. But simple math gets me. Like this, and I, I actually figured out why. I always used my T89 calculator. I like never worried about getting better at that because I just type it in. Yeah. Um, and Kev and I had a conversation behind the scenes of like that's hard for our listeners probably because they're like, wait, how can he screw up 15 plus? you know, 27 and Kevin hammers it like that. And then think you're a math genius. 52, I think. Or whatever. Okay, cool. Right. I, I think no idea. Yeah. I don't, I don't, for me, no idea. doesn't even register. And that doesn't mean I can't do it. It's just, and, and you help me understand the cred hit. Like that's a cred hit. Like in their mind, it's like, y you can't be that smart if you can't do that. When in reality, the truth is I haven't worked on that because I don't care about that because I'm focused on way more complex mathematics. Anyways, you have helped me understand how important perception is when it comes to the influence of other people. And so you've helped me realize that I'm taking credit hits all the time. One example is the car I drive, 2008 Subaru. For me, that's a huge win because obviously I'm saving a ton of money by not having a massively depreciating asset. If you, if you don't make a lot of money and you drive a really nice car, financially, it's a really big mistake. In terms of perception, it's a really good idea. Um, and so my point to this, Kev, is what if you understand the downside of looking stupid more than I do? More than I do. Because I don't have a fear of looking stupid to a, to a fault. Yeah, that's fair. I don't really care that much almost at all. I'm not afraid to look stupid. But that's also because, and this is my second piece, I wonder if deep down you're afraid that you are stupid. And I wonder if that's playing a factor. 
And maybe you know you're not stupid now, but I do think when you were younger, you probably thought you were. Whereas I'm not insecure about being unintelligent, so that yeah. wouldn't affect me. And what's ironic is I actually probably look stupid more than you do because I'm not afraid to look stupid. And you're probably more fearful of getting embarrassed and looking stupid than I am because you probably, two things. One, you're more aware of how important it is to not look stupid in terms of perception. And number two is you probably deep down at one point thought you were or, or were afraid that you were. So maybe it's poking yeah. a deep fear or insecurity, it's fair. I should say. It's fair. I don't, I don't know. I think part of it was like, I don't want you to think I don't care. You know, it's like, yeah. I don't want you to think I was like, screw this. Screw this retreat. I'm going on vacation, son. Of course. That, there was a fear under that. And then like, how do you forget? Like, how do you forget about the retreat? Like, how do you just forget that? Again, it wasn't And then the what calendar. does that mean, though? Like, let's say you, that means you're careless, which then means right. you're not a good business partner, right. blah, blah, right. blah, blah, right? What does that mean 10 years from today? Yeah, exactly, yeah. If Is you just that, what does that mean? Yeah. Right. The fear that's of a, looking incompetent. Yeah, And that's then big. what that means, yeah. That's so, big. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's... Because I don't know if I would say... I don't know if I would say I'm so stupid if I actually thought I was in the moment. Yeah. Well, I think in the past was, you used to not say things like that. Well, that, yeah, right, right. Well, even like I was leaving the gym the other day and it was so interesting. It was such like, because I've had people do this. It's very interesting. There was a there was a guy working on one of the doors and like I hammered the door pretty, I was like walking out pretty fast so I like hammered it and it was like, it was like stuck shut because he was working on it and I looked at him and I was like, oh, the other door, huh? And he kind of like looked at me and like made a weird face and it was like, oh yeah, yeah, yep, that's my bad. But I remember I used to work on doors all the time and people would like, there'd be cones up, there would be caution tape up, it would, there'd be signs up that says, please use other door. And people would always use the door that had the sign on it no matter what. And I remember thinking like, how could you make that mistake? I made that same mistake. And that maybe that's why I feel stupid because it's like, oh, interesting. I assumed everybody else making that mistake was just super careless or not paying attention or just being ignorant, mean, whatever, when I made the same exact mistake today so even when i was like walking away from the guy i had that like weird feeling of like oh man that was kind of dumb you know careless i didn't notice that how did i not notice it mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know if it's like a self-preservation thing about if people don't like me i don't know it's interesting for me because it's not we did the fear of judgment episode recently it's like yeah that doesn't posting on social media i don't really think about you know talking about vulnerable stuff it doesn't really bother me i don't really think about that but what if what if you're talking about stuff that isn't actually vulnerable for you? You know what I mean? Like, because you're not insecure about it. Yeah, but I think the, yes, but I'm insecure about being short. Like, I don't like it. I wouldn't wake up and be like, ah, I'm, you know, I'd, I'd like to be short. I'm insecure <laughs> about that. Yeah. You, you know? Yeah. Most people don't wake up saying like, I'd really love to be five foot four. <laughs> yeah. You know, unless you're, unless you're five feet, maybe you'd, you'd kill to be five, four. I don't know. But I think the, one of the reasons I'm comfortable with being vulnerable is because I'm comfortable with being vulnerable. So it's not, I'm not worried about looking stupid. Isn't looking stupid being vulnerable in a way? To a degree, I think, but Okay, the, okay, this is different. When I'm when I'm being vulnerable, I'm choosing to be vulnerable. 
when I look stupid sometimes, it's out of my control. Uh, it's, it's out of my control. There's two distinct stories that are coming up for me. Emilia and I, we went to New York. I've talked about this before. We, we visited a place called Utica, which I do not recommend, but the Airbnb was beautiful. And I forgot my laptop. Uh, no, my charger, my laptop charger, I forgot. And Emilia and I always work Friday and Saturday. We do Friday night, Saturday night, date night, and then we have a Sunday day that we'll do for the trip or whatever, whatever we have planned. Saturday day, I had back-to-backs all day, book club included, <clears throat> and my computer died in the evening, and I still had some meetings left. And so at NLU, we do department meetings, and there's directors of each department. And I remember I was doing it on my phone, and I could, usually with department meetings, I'm the one who shares my screen, and I'm the one who does the metrics and leads the meeting. That was the first time that I got to witness some of our team members share their screen and I got to witness their true tech skills. Mm. Now, some of the team members at NLU are extremely good at technology and they're, you're, they're great at sharing their screen. Christina is a good example of that. She's excellent, better than me in most cases. But like you, when you share your screen, Kev, versus <laughs> me, it's very clearly, it's just very obvious who's more capable on a computer, yeah, for lack of better so. phrasing, mm-hmm. right? Okay, it's very vulnerable and I'll, Brandon wouldn't mind me sharing this. Brandon said, brother, I have a drill in my hand every other day. I'm, I'm digging holes. I was a football player. Like I'm, I wasn't a, you know, techie like you. So, and I wasn't hating on him by any means. He wasn't defending himself, but he, he also was insecure sharing his screen and me realizing, oh, you don't know like any of the hotkeys. You're not like quick. He's not a quick typer. Right. Mm-hmm. And for me, I take a lot of that for granted because I was building computers when I was a little kid and I was, you know, into computer games and all that kind of stuff. So anyways, I think that it's, he was afraid to look stupid too. He was afraid for me to see how incompetent he is with computers, I think, because he was afraid of the implications of that. Am I going to not value him as much? Am I not going to think he's as capable, blah, 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 which again, I do understand. I think with some people, that's how they would size him up. I don't think I'm like that. I, I'm much more, I understand that you, I would rather you just own it so I can help you. Then you pretend that you can do it. And you've come to me many times like, dude, I don't know how to do this algorithm. I would much rather that than you pretend you do and then just not move forward. Um, And so that's the story number one. Story number two, and the real point of that, by the way, in case it didn't land, is being vulnerable is a short-term loss for a long-term win. Usually, particularly with the right people, but it is a long-term loss if it's with the wrong people, which I've definitely been guilty of. Bianca wouldn't mind me sharing this story either. I, I want to make that as clear as I possibly can. B, it had to be four years ago now, three and a half, three and a half years ago. B was on the steps of impact. We had just gotten a workout together. I'll never forget it. And she was at the steps of impact and I was leaving and she like just sat there and she was very vulnerable and emotional. And she's like, I'm like, what, what's going on? What's up? Are we good? Is everything good? Like, let's go to the car. Let's get, let's get out of here. All right. Um, And she's like, I'm a terrible speaker. I suck at this. I'm so bad. I want to get better. Like, how did you get good at speaking? And it's funny because back then she thought I was a strong speaker. I was brutal. But I'm grateful she thought that. And I remember I had in my head that is, I have so much reverence for what she just did. And then from that moment until literally now, Bianca's still a client. 
and dear friend. I'm helping her improve her speaking. And she has done story posts. She's done testimonials. She's done Instagram lives. And honestly, some of them were terrible. Some of them were terrible. You have to start out terrible before you'll ever get good. You and I, at the beginning of this podcast, it was brutal. Not good. And I think that my point here, we were willing to look stupid. Bianca was willing to look stupid. Look stupid at the steps of impact. Look stupid by admitting she's not a strong speaker. I would much rather her just own the truth of, I suck at this, than pretend for the rest of her life she's a strong speaker, never put herself in a position to look bad or be embarrassed, and then continue being a bad speaker forever. Just like you with the Fire Academy. If you had actually looked stupid, you would have ended up competent. Instead, you hid the fact that you weren't learning and had questions, and then you ended up looking really stupid in the long run. And so I think that that's hopefully a frame that we can all look from is, if you're avoiding short-term embarrassment, your your future's taking a huge hit. Hey, I wanted to give my experience working with Kevin and the rest of the Next Level University team. It has been such a seamless relationship. He is so easy to work with, Kevin, and he gives you all the information you need but doesn't overwhelm you. He's also um, meets you where you're at, so whatever you wanna do, he'll make it work. And it's just, there's no stress, there's no drama, and everybody else that I've worked with has been patient with me because I am not technologically savvy. So they've been helpful and patient and just encouraging. And it's just been a fantastic experience. I highly, highly recommend working with them. I think it's important to understand when you have that moment of, I'm going to look stupid here, you can work through it. I think that because I don't, even the stuff with B, it's like, but she knew she was going to probably sound stupid, quote unquote, for lack of better phrasing, when she asked you that question. You know, so it's like she was prepared to look stupid. Oh. And I think that's different than, it's almost like, it's almost like if you're going, say you're going bungee jumping. There's a big difference between you saying, okay, I'm ready to jump and somebody pushing you. When you're like standing on the edge. That's a great point. One, you have the courage to kind of work up like, all right, okay, this is happening. The other one, it's like, I'm now flying through the air. and I didn't have any time to process this. So I just think, I think there's a couple things that can happen. One, you're, you think to yourself, wow, this is, I can't believe I made this mistake. I can't believe I made such a simple mistake. Ah, whatever. It's no big deal. That there's that level of it. But I don't know. I think there's sometimes when I feel, or when I look stupid, I feel stupid. I think I feel shame. I think I'm just like ashamed. That was the energy. Like when I walked out of the gym, I was talking to myself. I was like, what am I feeling here? Like why? It's not a big deal. That guy's gonna, I'm never going to see this human again, but that's not it. Like, that's logical. I understand. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, no, I understand. Logically, it makes sense. But why do I feel so weird? Why do I feel like a reject here? Like, what is going on in my mind? So that's that's one of the reasons I came up the episode, because it's like, okay, well, what do you, what does it mean to you? What do you do with it? And then how do you move forward? Because I don't know if I've, st- with the speaking thing, it's like, yeah, I might look stupid to me, and I don't mean this with any arrogance, but I'm, I'm a better speaker than most people that are going to judge me. So I don't really care. So I don't worry about that. I, m- I might look stupid at the gym when I'm doing the workouts I do, like I'm ground and pounding a punching bag. I might look stupid, but 
I know way more about what I'm doing than you if you're watching me most likely and judging me. So I don't really care about that. You know, it's, I don't know. It's a weird thing. It's a weird multi-layer thing that I'm not sure I've gotten to the bottom of yet. I could be wrong, but I think a fear of incompetence is at the root, maybe? Possible. Because that would make sense if you're not, if you're more competent than the people judging you. Yeah. And that would make sense too, because I remember you saying speaking without me is easier because you're yeah, yeah. more concerned with what I think than what the audience thinks, which it definitely should be the opposite. <laughs> because it turns out the audience is uh, far different in their perspective than mine, which is my biggest challenge. But maybe underneath it is a f- fear of incompetence, because if I'm incompetent, it means I'm not valuable. If I'm not valuable, it means I won't have resources. And if I don't yeah. have resources, then I can't be... I can't survive or whatever. Well, I think it's specifics too. It's like, I'm the logistics guy. And I literally missed, (laughs) I booked an international trip on the same weekend (laughs) of a retreat. Yeah, it was a rookie move for sure. I had a large part in coming up with, like, you know what I mean? So the logistics of that, that. Can you talk to our listeners about how you've gotten so good at failure? Because that's what this is. You're just basically messing up all the time. All the time. Insane, uh, by the way, all the time. Well, you've made it very easy to fail. Not that's not. You've made it very okay to <laughs> fail, <laughs> and very, and very easy because you're always pushing me outside of my comfort zone. I've never, I've never equated, and maybe this is part of it too. Like in our relationship, I've never equated failure with getting voted off the island. Because do you think that that's how it usually happens? What failure means getting voted off the island. I think it can. And I think maybe that's what I was feeling of like, Alan's going to, what if Alan votes me off the island? Cause he thinks this is, he doesn't, I, whatever. He thinks yeah, that's conditioning. I would never for that. Well, I know. Not, yeah. I know. But there's still that moment. I assumed you would be good with it. Yeah. But I, but trust me, I was checking Kevin my phone. But was freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. I was checking my phone. Taryn said that. She's like, I'm surprised it took you so long to text Alan. Cause I know you need certainty. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm surprised it took me that long too. And then I'm like, Nothing yet. Oh. And then I saw <laughs> 10 text messages. I saw 10 new messages from Alan. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, oh my He's goodness. I'm in man. trouble. No, no. I'm in trouble. Not. Well, that's the fear of getting in trouble, too. That's interesting. Yeah. That's part of it. For the listeners, how do they overcome this fear of failure? I think this is a very common thing. I think to a detriment, I'm hap- I'm okay with failure. To a detriment. I'm realizing, dude, I'm realizing how many credit hits I take. I'm taking yeah. credit hits on the reg. You know, honestly, and most people are, most people are focused on making sure they keep their perception. I'm not really concerned about that, which is the issue. Definitely. Um, cause when you get behind the scenes, I want all our listeners to know this. When you coach, when I've 4,000 hours of coaching all different people, perception's perception. It's not reality. It's not even close. And no matter who everyone, this is what I'll tell. Everyone is way better at something than you. Everyone is like way better at something than you pretty much within reason, but everyone is way worse than you in like a lot of things. And you kind of have to realize that it's human nature to amplify the good to others. And then like kind of, I don't know if hide, but keep private the, Mm. you know, it's like uh, if there's a huge zit on your face, like most people cover it up. It's the same idea with your life. And when you coach enough people, you just eventually realize like, Everyone's a mess in some area. But Kev, for you, how do our listeners overcome this 
Dude, fear of embarrassment, fear of failure, fear of looking bad has got to be amongst the it's top huge. reasons people don't succeed. I think the only thing, at least for <clears throat> looking stupid, look, and again, it's going to be, this is a hard thing, but look stupid where you feel the smartest. I, I don't know if that'll resonate, but like, when I go to the gym, I'm probably willing to do stuff that makes me look really stupid. Dude, when I was when I was like deep in bodybuilding, I used to wear spandex to the gym. Yeah. I had like these I used to wear it for me it's like I don't care. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, they were if I bright colored too. Yeah, yeah, I had like neon green spandex like yoga pants that yeah. I used to do legs in. I used to wear like the shortest shorts that I would roll up. You could see like all of my legs. But I think I was so confident in the gym that I didn't really care about looking stupid. The Delta was, you know, it's almost like your comfort with something will dictate how stupid you're willing to look. Yeah, I th the, the more, Im the more quote unquote stupid that you're willing to look, the more confident you actually are. The yeah. more that you are trying to not look stupid, most likely you're insecure. Yeah. Um, I've found that terrain true all right there's rain true again <laughs> i've found that to be true i have some people in mind that are it is a it is it is there's a correlation between insecurity and trying not to show anyone else Th yeah. there's a definite correlation there and so anywhere where you're fearful of looking incompetent looking stupid looking unintelligent looking whatever insert negative adjective here there's insecurity under that. And and to not explore that would be the issue. I, yeah. I've talked openly about the insecurities of my nose after I broke it. The insecurities of my, my legs are not that big right now. I'm not pumped about showing those off. Mm, same. It, you know, I'm a top-heavy bodybuilder right now. It bothers me so much. And I'm working on it. But if I hide from that fact, I'm less likely to do something about it. I would rather just own it and then work on it. But again, if you don't think you can work on it, would I own it? So it's that whole thing too. So, Well, the other interesting thing too, and we'll go we, longer episodes this week, but you and I, it's weird because a lot of the stuff we talk about on here, I think it's because we're so comfortable talking about whatever. There's a part of that too of like, I don't really, I don't know. I, there's really not much I wouldn't talk about on here. Honestly. I was concerned about the romantic episode. There's a difference I, between being. I was looking very. Um, ignorant is the only word that I can think of. We were very ignorant in that, for lack yeah. of. And I know ignorance is a strong word, but we're just. I mean, I'm a contemplative person. I can. I usually consider the ins and outs of different things. I hadn't thought about that once. Same. That's embarrassing. Yeah, same. But I, I think I knew how stupid we were going to look, so I didn't really care. I, my mind was like, I, we're probably not going to look super intelligent when we do this, but I think it's valuable for the audience because maybe maybe they'll have the same thing, the, the same moment, or their partner will, or I don't know. Yeah. But I don't know if I would have wanted to do that if it wasn't on a podcast. Because this is kind of our comfort zone. That's the interesting thing. I, I'm sure I, I say dumb stuff on here all the time where I look stupid, but I don't really think about it because I'm very comfortable here. Well, that's that. unique to you because I... I have, I mean, there's a there's a part of me that's a, a little bit like concerned with that other episode. 
Like, is, is that going to land you... properly? Is it going to come off wrong? Is am I going to? Is someone going to hear that and judge me based on just that? Even though I was trying to figure it out, like the male female stuff. Yeah. You know, it's not like it's not huge. It's not like I'm not able to get through my day from it. But I'm definitely like uncomfortable. It's vulnerable. It's like a vulnerable feeling. That's all. More so for me than you in that episode. What I'm trying to, I would never worry about not being able to open a door. And I know that I'm not trying to lessen yours. No, no, I know, I know. know. But that doesn't register at all for me. I know, I know. You know? Well, do you think one of the reasons it's harder on the podcast is because you look, again, when we say stupid, I don't want you to, I don't want that to be the label. Like, you're stupid when you do something. I'm just, that was my uh, well, that's how people experience. label it in themselves. I yeah, think yeah, yeah. too. I think it's a good title. Do yeah. you think you look stupid more rarely than I? So when you do, you notice it. I feel like I look stupid on this podcast. Like every episode, I always say something that probably is kind of silly or might lessen my intelligence. But I'm okay with that. Why? Why was I insecure on the last episode? I don't think it was looking stupid. I think it was probably offending someone. Yeah, like that, those are different. Definitely, yeah, yeah. definitely That's different. Well, because you you hold the community in a very high regard, and the last thing you want to do is I'm insecure make about offending people, way. though. And you're yeah. insecure about being stupid. I think at the deepest level, this is what it is. It's if you are if you are concerned about something, most likely there's insecurity there, and that doesn't there. That's not bad. I'm not making that bad. What I what I am saying is there's something to learn about yourself. Mm. Yeah, that. I am I am insecure about offending people. Definitely. Same. Yeah. Same. Same. I'm okay. very focused on I'm very focused on that. So I I understand. I don't think I'm as insecure about looking stupid. I don't think that bothers me that much. Yeah. Yeah. So another another deep episode. Yeah. Fire. Another deep episode. Next yeah, level nation. Yeah, of course, of course. If you are looking for a group of humans where you can be yourself, and I won't say not fear looking stupid because maybe I don't want to say that you're just going to show up into a Facebook group and feel like 10 out of 10 confident, but I do think it's good training wheels for you to get outside of your comfort zone. Please join our private Facebook group, Next Level Nation. Link will be in the show notes. The question I had for all the listeners on this episode, I do think it's important that I share this. Where are you allowing the fear of what others think to hold you back? I would change it to where are you concerned about what others think? Most likely inside of that is an insecurity. So the only wrong answer is to not figure out what that is. Uh, This is what I I had shared and it'll, it'll, Kev, you'll think this is probably funny, but we'll see. Spiders, snakes, and sharks. What do they all have in common? We're all pretty... I would say almost everyone's scared of at least one of those three. Fair. Fair. The monthly meetup, I often say that money's a lot like spiders, snakes, or sharks. AKA, we are always fearful of that which we don't understand. And the ironic part of that is that you're not going to go learn about something that you're subconsciously avoiding which makes you even more fearful of it. And so the meetup is about money. We talk about wealth on the show, but we want to dig deeper. We want to tell you our money story behind the scenes. The best part about these meetups is they're completely private. They're not recorded. Kevin and I can talk directly to you in a way that we just can't on a public medium. The three most valuable things you never learned about money. It is May 4th, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We really hope 
that you register at the link in the show notes. Next Level Nation tomorrow for episode number 1,322. When were you the most fulfilled? This is one of Alan's favorite questions, so we're going to do an episode on it. See where we go. I don't know yet. I don't really have a good story yet, but I'm sure I will come up with one before we do the episode. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Get out there and look stupid. Next Level Nation. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.